the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Thursday, that means Sam Bellino is back in the driver's seat. What's up, Sam Bellino? What's up, Arthur? How are we doing? This I'm is here Arthur too, Idala. though, all right? I'm here, too. Oh, my God. I got Sam Bellino. I got Alex. This is Arthur Idala on the Idala Power Hour. Welcome to AM 970, The Answer. And for those of you who don't know, the brains, the good looks, the <laughs> inspiration for this show is the one and only... Joni Pelzer. <laughs> he must want something. He's being super nice today. I'm Why? getting compliments yeah. left and right. Well, <laughs> Joan, since we're always, but we, look, we have a great show. We have Frank Setio coming on to talk about the mayor's, I, I call it the State of the Union speech because it's the state of the city. And you got but, yelled at for that yesterday yeah, know, by I a know, very I, political I, person. I get, well, no, a very detail-oriented yes. person who twi- twists his hair. <laughs> um, and we're going to have Chief Kemper. He is the chief of the Transit Bureau of the NYPD. But, you know, Sam Bellino and Alex, about two weeks ago, Joan was really sick. Yes. He was sick for like 10 days, right? Yeah. Really <laughs> <It's> sick. <bad. laughs> and somehow or another, she like dusts herself off and comes in, and I appreciated that. But she made the, the mistake, and we, you know, we're like brother and sister at this point, of saying... I don't look that bad, do I? <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, and it was. You know, you and it you her, know what man. he answered? <laughs> what, what did I answer? You're like, well, you I don't look I, so good. <laughs> I, I, I thought I said you look like who did it and ran. Or you said like something that. like that. You're like, well, yeah, you're right. You don't look so good. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't like full Ruth Buzzy. No. It was like partial Ruth Buzzy. Partial Ruth Buzzy. So um, <laughs> I hate to say this, but because it sounds a little conceited, but. Like sometimes I actually know this law stuff and I'm I'm right about things. So this morning at seven oh five I was on News Nation on their morning show, which is really a an up and comer in the world of cable news. Even though cable news is heading in the wrong direction viewers wise and listeners wise, but um they're you know, they're building. They're definitely building. They built them some beautiful studios right down the block here on forty second street and third or second it's between second and third avenue in the wpix studio and um so they had me on their morning show as they've had many times there's a lot of um fox news departees who are over there so i know a lot of the folks and they were asking me about president trump today uh testifying in his um eugene carroll case which is a case only about damages. So it's not about whether it happened or it didn't happen in the civil court. That already took place, I guess it was in May, where they said, well, it wasn't rape, but it was sexual assault. Um, 
And so this is just uh, this is has to do with things that the president said defamation wise um, after she made those initial accusations and when he was still the president. So they were like, well, you know, is Trump going to testify? And what's he going to say? And how long is he going to be on the stand? I said, Judge Lewis Kaplan, the, the federal court judge who's been there for a very long time, he was appointed by President Clinton. I said, he, he's not going to let the president say much because he's already the president has already been found liable. Now, folks should know there's a difference between being found guilty and being found liable. You're found guilty because you've been proven beyond a reasonable doubt that you violated the penal law. You're liable because it's, I should ask Imran, but I believe it's preponderance of the evidence that you, um, see the preponderance of the evidence or clear and convincing evidence. You should know that. Um, it's, 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 it's the civil, it's the civil standard, which is much lower than the, um, uh, the criminal standard, which is beyond a reasonable doubt. So the judge said he's already been found liable. So he cannot testify that this didn't happen. Um, you know, I, I, I never touched her. We were never in the closet. I never, I, I don't even know her. The judge said that's already been decided by another jury. So you can't come up here and deny it, whether that is correct or not. Imran, what's the standard in a civil trial? Clear and convincing evidence or preponderance of any evidence? Hold on. Here comes Imran Ansari live. This is what happens when you broadcast. What's the standard? Clear and convincing or beyond or preponderance? Uh, preponderance of the evidence. Which when a judge instructs the jury in the, the Trump case with Judge Kaplan, right. giving you an idea of the wordage that he's going to say. So with the evidence, if, they're, if, they're, uh, uh, if the jury finds that it is literally 51% more likely than not that something may have occurred. So it's a very low standard. Yeah. Is is that now I'm really going to put you on the spot. What standard is harder? Preponderance of the evidence or clear and convincing evidence? Clear and convincing. Is higher. Is a higher standard. Yes. All right. That's why Imran is trying out for Jeopardy because he knows the the answers to these these types of questions. So my long-winded point is, I said, if Trump testifies, what's he going to say? Because Imran, the judge ruled he couldn't litigate. He could not talk about whether he actually committed the act it only had to do with um damages what her right. damages were yeah 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 i'm and, jumping into this right now so we're talking about the e Jean carroll yes case, yes yes right? yeah. so he was on the stand for less than three minutes so my, when i was on news nation this morning i said they asked me well if you were his lawyer would you put him on the stand i said as much as you know mr trump is a very charismatic guy when he wants to be and he could be a very charming guy Number one, it's a very rare time when Imran and I are trying a case where we know that the jury basically does not like our client. Uh, and how do you know that here in Manhattan? I don't believe Donald Trump, when he, the last time he ran for president of the United States, I don't even think he hit 20% in the poll, not in the polls, in the actual results of the votes. So the likelihood, there's nine jurors, the likelihood of those jurors being on his side when you know he lost 80% of the voting population. It's pretty high that they're not a Donald Trump fans, number one. Um, number two, what is he going to say about damages? I mean, Emron, what can he say about her damages? I mean, he's he's not allowed to say, I didn't do it, it didn't happen. 
Yeah, not much, but I think it's the optics, right? You know, if you don't, if she has liability and the case is on damages alone, uh, and, you know, Donald Trump is such a polarizing character as it, as it is, and you've just mentioned the jury pool here in New York, uh, would tend to be not in favor of Donald Trump. You want to put him on the stand just so you can tell that jury or show that jury that your client isn't just saying, E. Jean Carroll, you know, I'm not even, she's not even worth my time. You want to show at least to the jury that he's taking the case seriously. Uh, and he is well, taking one, his I only defense. have two minutes left. There's one question I want to ask you. One of the four or five questions she did ask his his lawyer said, "Did you read your deposition right. testimony? And do you stand by it? Why would she ask that particular question?" So if there was any deposition testimony that was, say, read into the record during the course of the trial, um, and uh, there's the other side, maybe trying to cast some doubt into that or, or question that testimony. And they feel strong that Donald Trump testified strongly during his deposition. You may just want to reiterate that to the jury uh, in order to, A, you know, show that he's in court taking the case seriously and that he's standing by his defense vis-a-vis his testimony at the deposition. If you were the judge and the, one of the litigants said, Your Honor, my mother-in-law, who I've been married to my wife for, I don't know, 12 years, 15 years, my mother-in-law passed away and tomorrow's the funeral. I would like to attend the funeral, but I don't want to miss the trial where I'm the defendant. Uh, if you as the judge, would you adjourn the, the trial for a day? Or would you say, look, it's a civil case. You don't have a, you know, you don't need to be here and we're going to go on without you. What would Judge Imran, in me, what would yeah. Judge Imran <laughs> say? Um, I mean, with that reasoning and that justification, I would, of course, adjourn it for a day. And yeah, you realize what happened. So he's a party. So, he, right. It's a party who's, who could be held. They were asking for $10 right. million, which is a lot of money for anybody, including Donald Trump. And then what happens is he says no. They go on without him, and then a couple of days later, yep. a jury gets yep. COVID, and they wind up adjourning, adjourning the case for a couple of days anyway. Right. Yep. Uh, one more little fact. Trump's attorney, Alina, I forget her name, yeah. Habba. Habba. She says, Judge, I don't feel well. He orders her to take a COVID test. Right. The COVID test came back negative, but apparently those, as Dr. Haynes was talking about yesterday, some of these COVID tests, um, well, he just said, the flu is worse than COVID these days. Yeah. Um, and others I've heard, I've read about is a lot of these COVID tests now are coming back negative, but you really do have yeah. COVID. That's Joan. Oh, Joni's here. All right. So Imran, thank you for stepping in here. I mean, Imran is, is legitimately the head of all things civil when it comes to litigation here at Idala, Bertuna and Kamen. So hence, uh, and he's moving on up. He's moving up to the big office here in, uh, 546. I'm serious about that. We just got to like, pack up and brand new, do, uh, we're doing a little shuffling over here um and what he doesn't realize is you know as they say with spider-man what is it with great power comes great great responsibility is that what it is assemblino am i correct yes that's exactly it so imran you know you should feel you should feel the pressure yeah absolutely all right get it together all right we are gonna joni's like what's going on wait are people moving do i not know about this how come FOMO, well how FOMO. come i didn't there is i mean if you anyone wants to look in the definition of fomo fear of missing out there'll be a little picture of joan pelzer um it'd be it'll be right there saying um you know i need to be involved with everything i'm not a lawyer i'm not employed by the law firm but you know i need to know everything we're going to come back with frank setio who is a political guru talking about the uh, state of the city speech by mary mayor eric adams yesterday don't go away oil and
investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Bay Ridge Honda. So today, in this, it was this morning I taught my son Arthur a new word, dreary. Because this morning it was dreary when we were driving to school. I see this this white vehicle approaching us, and it was a 2024 Honda Accord. What a good-looking car. Even in the pouring rain, even in the dreary weather conditions, it was beautiful. And where are you going to go check out a new Honda product? There's no other place. The only Honda dealership in the five boroughs in the tri-state areas that's been open for 60 years. 60 years. If you're open for 60 years, you're doing something right. Um, and you know what it is that that Bay Ridge Honda does right? Number one, you go in there. No one's trying to shove a car down your throat. Number two, it's a relaxed environment. It's a friendly environment. It's a family environment. You know why? Because Bay Ridge Honda is family owned. It's been family owned for 60 years. Rob Sabah's in there, his sister Danielle's in there, his brother-in-law Billy's in there, and they have employees that have been there for decades. So you become part of their family at Bay Ridge Honda in short order. Their new beautiful cars, the Honda Accord, the Honda Civic, both on Car and Driver's 10 Best List, the Odyssey, the Passport, H, the HRV, the CRV, just great products all around next year i believe the new honda prelude is coming out so go check out bay ridge honda fourth avenue and 88th street don't forget they have a whole crop of used certified pre-owned used cars as well so go to bay ridge honda fourth avenue and 88th street in bay ridge brooklyn or online at bayridgehonda.com this is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 800- 353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973.
It's Arthur Idala talking to you about our friends at Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. Now, you may be saying, Arthur, you're a lawyer. Like, why are you pitching another law firm? Well, you know, we all have our areas of specialization. And the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan, they are going to look at your overall estate plan. They're going to talk about wills. They're going to talk about trust. They're going to talk about power of attorneys. They're going to talk about healthcare proxies. They're going to talk about living wills. They're going to talk about your overall estate plan. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. The goal of Connors and Sullivan's attorneys is always, always the protection of your rights and your interests. They've been helping people just like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a no obligation free consultation. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer. Yep, with an attorney at any of their convenient locations, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. How are you Listen to reach? AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. Yeah, yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero. But I'll be hood forever. I'm All right, 620 Thursday night, January 25th. I want to wish a happy birthday to a special friend of mine. Her name is Christine Almond. She was um, my buddy in college. She was one of my closest friend in college, uh, Sergeant Cords George of the... Uh, USMC, the Marine Corps, that was his girlfriend, and her and I became super buddies, and um, we're super close to this day. We never see each other, but she's one of those people who, um, you know, when you're with them, when you're 17, I met her, 18, 19, 20, and 21, um, even though we don't see each other, she's, you know, you know, they got those people in your life. You think, Simbley, you know what I'm talking about? You don't see someone for 10 years, and when you hang out with them after 15 minutes, you saw them like, you feel like you saw them It's yesterday. like you never took any time away. Oh, wait, Joan, tell me about it, Joan. Oh, he's just Simbley, you know? I don't no, get no, asked no, Joan had, yeah, go ahead. No, no, wow. Joan, Joan, go ahead, Joan, tell yeah, us. I've got friends like uh, that. Oh, you do? Yeah, Alex, Alex, do you have friends? Let's go around the whole table. You have uh, friends like Alex that? Alex stepped out of the studio. Oh, okay. Does anybody want to call in and tell us if they have friends <laughs> like that? I mean, you, I mean it's fine, 877. You pick up where you grow, where you left off. If okay. that's a good person for you, you well, pick up where you live. happy birthday to Christine Should from your buddy, Arthur. Um, and she has a twin sister, and they're partying together, I think, in the, the hills of New Hampshire. Now, yesterday, I felt like a little bit of a half of a celebrity because uh, when I walked into Hostess College, Hostess College, I don't know how you call it, but anyway, um, that's where the state of the city is i call it the state of the union for the city um was being held by eric adams and it's a who's who of new york city politicians and movers and shakers Joni, guess who the first person i walked into when i walked in was english uh, uh, well, she walked me in but it's someone we talked to on tuesdays tom harris there he was front <laughs> and center and it was great but uh the man who really controls the room because of his good looks his full head of hair and let's face it, his longevity on the scene of New York City politics, not only as a police officer, as a, a lawyer, as a judge, as the president of one of the most powerful political clubs in the country, as the, let's see, a district leader, then the county leader. Am I leaving anything out, Frank Sedio? Well, you know, I, I was the you know, traffic in New York City back in the 80s. 
Oh, okay. Well, uh, that, that's part of the NYPD. Yeah, that, that was part of your NYPD hat, right? A little bit. It was an extension of it. But, you know, some of the nice things that we did in those days, including I always tell people, I think I've told you once, uh, I was responsible for the Pope stopping in Brooklyn back in 1979 when he came to visit us. First time ever that a Pope came to Brooklyn and the last time ever that a Pope came. So it was kind of an interesting thing. Another good story for another time. Well, but Frank, in any I, event, I, I don't, I don't, only you could get the Pope to come to Brooklyn. Um, so, Frank, this is what I would like to do. I would, I would like to play a little clip from um, the mayor. And uh, maybe you could take a little listen, and we could talk about it. Sound like a plan? My pleasure. Okay. Sounds good to me, Scott. All right. Why don't you roll, us, uh, why don't you roll it in there, uh, San Bellino? Public safety is also about safer streets for pedestrians, cyclists, drivers, and delivery workers. New Yorkers welcome the future of transit and new electronic technologies. But we cannot have mopeds speeding down our sidewalks and forcing people to jump out of the way. We must also protect the drivers and delivery workers who show up for New Yorkers at all times of day and night, all kinds of weather. That is why we are in discussion with the city council to create the Department of Sustainable Delivery, a first-in-the-nation entity that will regulate new forms of delivery transit and ensure their safety. We will combine work that is now spread over multiple agencies, establishing goals and guidelines on everything from traffic safety to corporate accountability. Well, let me tell you this. If you're in Midtown Manhattan, uh, or, or and you could be on the east side or the west side, especially the residential areas, these electric vehicles are zipping all over the place, and, and such a majority of them, do not have even license plates on them. So if they're blowing through red lights or they're, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing, there's zero accountability. Um, Mr. Sedio, what are you, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on this aspect of the, uh, the mayor's I, speech? I have a big amen to it, Arthur. I think that the uh, mayor's right on target, one of the biggest nuisances that people face on a daily basis. Uh, I, and by the way, it's not just Manhattan. Driving Bay Ridge on any of the main roadways. Come downtown Brooklyn on any, uh, as you're trying to cross the street sometimes, you take your life in your hands. And uh, all of, most of these scooters are unlicensed. Most of the people who are driving them uh, are, are totally disregard the rules and regulations of the road. And uh, there's got, I, I'm just amazed that there haven't been more accidents than there have been as a result of this kind of a vehicle being used on the streets. With impunity, just really, really a problem. I, I do agree with you, Frank. It. It's a conversation we had a number of times, by the way. I, I so. do agree with you that, and I, you know, I'm not wishing harm on anybody, that I, you don't hear about more accidents because these guys are all over the place. And in, I mean, in the worst weather, I mean, really, the other day when it was snowing out, they're still zipping all over the place. And, you know, you and I had dinner with Eric Adams a month and a half ago or so. Just to us and your bride. And um, at one point, I, I brought it up. And, you know, the thing about the mayor, and I get ragged on all the time for standing up for him, but he's very pragmatic. And he said, Arthur, it's a supply and demand thing. If people weren't ordering dinner from Uber Eats and Seamless and Grubhub and they wanted it there in five minutes, there wouldn't be all these scooters zipping all over the place. They're zipping all over the place because the work is there. For these guys to go from point A to point B because the demand is there from the residents 
and sometimes even in the office buildings at lunchtime around here. But, uh, you know, Frank, as uh, the position you had regarding transit in the NYPD, if Eric Adams calls you like he usually does, you know, he's putting together this new agency. You know, what, what words of wisdom would you give him? Well, actually, I'm a part of that committee, Arthur. So uh, here we the good go. news is that uh, we've been talking about a number of different issues. This is one of the many that we're talking about. And, you know, you have to remember with these kinds of vehicles also, we got that additional problem of these batteries that are exploding and causing people uh, serious fires that are Im- impossible to put out, killing people. I mean, we've had a huge number of those occur in 2023. So it's going to be a move that I, I, I think the real idea will be to try and find a way to regulate this and do it in a way that's not over-intrusive on the vehicles. And it starts with training, and I think that would have to be the first thing that has to occur, that we license these vehicles, that we get, if you're a driver, if you want to get a driver's license, you have to go to a course. you got to take it. you got to go and get a license to try and drive the vehicle. There's so you many of these, these things, though, no, Frank, without license plates on them. So many of these guys. Exactly. And, you're, and you're right. I, you know, where I am in Bay Ridge, they're zipping all over the place. And, you know, I think that the fines, if they catch these guys and they're driving these things without a license plate, I think the fines should be really, really draconian, almost like uh, give them a DAT, like, you know, a 511, like driving with a suspended license kind of situation. I, I don't know if they can get that significant, but the, the problem that you run into as well is many people who are driving these don't have actual IDs. You're right. So if they're going to tell you my name is John Jones, you're stuck with that as the as the uh, circumstance. But it's not just one. There's not one size fits all in this solution. I think it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of sincerity on the part of the people who are going to be working that, working for this as advocates for a safer environment on it. And that's going to happen. I don't think it'll happen overnight. But I think a year from now, when he's ready to report on the progress of this. This kind of a, a circumstance that we're going to be very surprised. All we're right, going to see a lot more things happening. So Frank Sedio, even though people know him as a lawyer and a judge, you know he he wore his hat proudly as as a police officer in the NYPD. After this, uh, we talked to Frank. We're going to have Chief Kemper on from the NYPD. Sam Bellino, let's listen to uh, Mayor Adams talking about crime. New Yorkers was rightfully concerned about their safety, their security, and their families. Our first order of business was clear. Get crime under control. Keep New Yorkers safe and get back to normal after so much trauma and trouble from the pandemic. Our strategy is working. We have supported our law enforcement officers in every way possible, from improved training to higher pay and better benefits. We have surged police officers throughout our streets and our subways. And we are making progress on the fentanyl crisis, car theft, retail crimes, and more. Our city has gotten safer, but we need people to feel safe, too. New Yorkers should not have to worry about crime, disorder, and their quality of life. Well, Frank said, you know, he hit on something there where he said, you know, our city's got to get safer, but our, our residents need to feel safe, too. And I think that's part of his frustration is that crime in a lot of areas especially i'm going to have chief kemper on next especially in the subway is going down has gone down in 2023 especially in the subways but people the perception is not there what does frank said you have to say 
Well, I will tell you that my only regret is that Mike Kemper is now in transit and not as the commanding officer of Patrol Ball of Brooklyn South, where he did a magnificent job here on our end of the world in making sure that crime was, was under control and handled well. And that's really what led to his promotion. And there's no question in my mind that he's the right guy at the right time to handle that. And, you know, you just said something that was very important, perception. And that's what the mayor's been focused on. In the year 1973, I remember reading the paper that morning, and it told us that 2,300 people were killed in the homicides in the, in the year of 72. And there were 1,800 soldiers killed in Vietnam. It was incredible to believe 500 more people died in the city of New York than there was in Vietnam. And here today, the murder rate in 2022 was only 383, an enormously small number. But people feel all these little things that are causing them to have a perception that crime is bad. It's the quality of life stuff that people see that gives them that perception. And we need more than just the police. We need the, we need the legislature, state legislature, and the city council to start looking at some of the stuff and finding a way to address it. Uh, and specifically about things like uh, shoplifting, specifically about uh, things like harassment, about uh, uh, simple assaults, and the other things that are now uh, almost non-existent in the court system in terms of punishment. Uh, and Mike Kemper is going to do a great, is doing a great job, and he's going to continue to do so. And please give him my regards when he does come on. I definitely, uh, will. Frank. I, I know you're working on I one more. The mayor's on the right track. The mayor's ahead, on the right going. track with this. I, I think that it's unfortunate that um, the, the, the need is to get the message out better and uh, that the perception of crime is really just that, that we are really the safest big city in the United States today. And we, we had that role and we still continue to have it today. So, Frank, I know you're working on some other uh, uh, policy decisions. I know you're trying to help the mayor, you're trying to help all of us here at City Hall. Um, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about what you're working on? Sure. There's two projects that are also going to be part of this, this uh, task force or the, uh, the agents. One of them is illegal parking, illegal truck parking. Or the, one of the biggest complaints, and Mike will tell you this, around the whole city is trucks that park illegally overnight on city streets and things like that, creating a horrendous condition, certainly uh, an unsavory condition in, in, in their looks and in the condition they're in. And the other is illegal parking to allow traffic flow. Uh, if any of you have ridden on any of the major streets in, in New York City, the regulations that are effect, uh, that exist, I'll give you an example, Flatbush Avenue. From 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the morning, northbound from Flatbush Avenue, from Grand Army Plaza down to the bridge, there's no standing from 7 to 10. There's in the morning that you would go by that you wouldn't find vehicles parked there, eliminating in the traffic lane. Same thing on Atlantic Avenue here in Brooklyn. And throughout the city of New York, the same kinds of problems exist. Many of the streets that we created bus lanes on and bike lanes, we now have vehicles double parked and cutting what should have been three lanes into two lanes and sometimes one lane of traffic flow. That's causing a terrific problem in terms of uh, in terms of the ability to get around the city. And I, I think that people complain about it. It's not being addressed, and it's something that both the police department and the uh, and using their traffic agents and, and traffic officers 
uh, are going to be looking at, hopefully in the, in this coming year as we plan and put together a program for it. All right. Another also thing, too, that we're talking about, um, and some of it, you know, one of the great problems with trailer tractor trailers or things like that right. that are stuck on the streets, there's no place to store them. Even if they tow them, we don't have the tow yards any longer because most of them are sold off to build buildings. And in Brooklyn, for instance, we only have one left over by the Navy Yard, and they want to get rid of that one as well. They used so to have, no where was the one in the, the wasn't there one in Manhattan on the west side that's gone? There were three of them on the west side for years. Now they're all Chelsea Piers and all of those things. They've gone to more lucrative circumstances, and we don't have them. And um, that's cut down on the number of vehicles that can be towed. If you don't have a place to put them, where, where, you can't go taking them. And we're talking about uh, one of the programs that we're talking about is getting going back to the old style of scofflaw tow uh, and, and some variation of it, which would mean can hire private companies, give them contracts to tow the vehicles, to tow the trucks, and then impose the penalties on them that the city can do. You would be surprised, by the way, you know, you, if you have an out-of-state plate in New York today, except for maybe New Jersey, you can park with impunity. Because if you're coming from Pennsylvania, from South Carolina, very common, Virginia, um, those plates, you can give them a thousand tickets. It won't matter because there's, there's, nobody's paying them. We don't but have in the old, but, but, but Frank Senior, are you saying in the old days they used to tow those cars and then they they had to go and pay the six hundred dollars for the pound? Yeah, we had we had the companies we had private companies go around running plates, and if they saw they were a scofflaw, they can pick them up and take them. And um, and now we it's really hard to do, and uh, we don't have we don't have the resources that we used to have to make that happen, and that's got to be reinstituted and looked at. And I think it'll make the streets a lot better in terms of traffic flow, which is a big complaint, common common complaint here in New York City in terms of quality of life. All right, well there you have now, it. Frank. On the right track. You know, being the mayor of the city of New York, I think you have to be half nuts to want the job. Uh, and when, but you know, you hold on one second. Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you, Mr. Sedio, did, did you tell that to Andrew Cuomo? Uh, actually, uh, absolutely did. <laughs> Don't worry, Andrew Cuomo's not ready for mayor. <laughs> I, I, when I, when I spoke to, uh, my friend, Mr. Bitter, and I said, you know, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo was thinking about running for the San Andrew Cuomo was thinking about running for mayor. What do you think? He goes, I think he should be running to a shrink. After what happened to him, why would he want to use his talents uh, or, or you know, put himself in that position again? All right, Frank Sedio, thank you so much. You. I appreciate it. And, uh, Arthur, I, uh, always a pleasure. Thank nah, you. The pleasure is all yours. I, I hope our listeners appreciate the depth of knowledge and understanding that Frank Sedio has of the city of New York, serving the city so well for, for decades. And uh, I'm not going to tell you how many decades, but for many decades. So, Frank, thanks for always finding the time. Give Mike my best regards. Thank you. All right. All right, folks, we're going to come back in just two minutes with uh, Chief Mike Kemper talking about transit and the crime. Don't go away. You're going to want to hear this. Tonight at 7, Legal Night fires up right on time, just in time for you to have the biggest legal stories of the day brought to you with expertise from Legal All-Star. Imran Ansari, and yours truly, Kevin McCullough. That's tonight at 7. 
Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 a three-game dome stand continues for syracuse saturday on a day the great dave bing will be honored it's the cuse and nc state saturday night at 7 pregame 6 30 on am 970 the answer new york's home for syracuse university basketball diamondback ready mix when you're looking for concrete materials for your next concrete I'm sorry. Well, you know, yeah, concrete or construction project. You want to call on experts. And who are the experts in this field? Diamond back ready mix. Look, any name that's got diamond in it, you know. Women women aren't looking for pearls. They're not looking for emeralds. They're looking for diamonds. And if you're looking for the best concrete, diamond back ready mix is the way to go. They are New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier proudly located on staten island they are providing concrete services for commercial municipal and residential general contractors throughout new york city and new jersey the diamondback ready mix quality is our strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring fully insured in new york and new jersey and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability strength and appearance for your project take it from me call today ask for harry for personalized service second to none call diamondback ready mix at 718-650-5649 718-650-5649 you're going to get a free estimate with that phone call or you can go online at diamondback ready mix that's ready mix r-e-d-i-m-i-x dot com diamondback ready mix is a defazio industries company my name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you plaza college plaza college plaza college let me tell you something when i did that live remote from plaza college and i walked into that building for the first time i was like whoa this is a state-of-the-art facility and it literally can change your life you know people will say oh this will change your life that'll change your life think about it think about how education has changed your life whether it's Grammar school, middle school, high school, college, graduate school thereafter. They've all changed your life, touched your life in some way. Well, Plaza College is in a position to do so 
for you as well right now. Go on their website. Pick up your phone right now and just go P-L-A-Z-A College, C-O-L-L-E-G-E, Queens, New York, and boom. And look at all the opportunity that Plaza College presents to you. You know of all the schools that they have, the dental school, the business school, the paralegal school. The one that I'm going to talk to you about is the court reporting school. Why? Because that's just a great job to have. Court reporters can work in the courts. They can work in schools. They can work from home. They work as much or as little as they want if you're a freelance person or you get a great job working in one of the district attorney's offices or in one of the courthouses. The National Court Reporters Association says that right now there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them. The NCRA is offering a free program. It's called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. So... Plaza College is in Queens, right off the subway. It is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. There's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to look. But I think even if you're not interested in the court reporting program, still check out Plaza College for their other exciting and interesting programs. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Now sleep till... We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. There it is, Thursday night. It's Transit Thursday. And uh, Chief Kemper, I know you were out there fighting crime, but you should have heard our... Uh, the guest right on before you, uh, the Honorable Frank Setio. You should have heard him bragging about you, saying what an unbelievable job you did when you were in Brooklyn. And when we talked about how necessary it is to keep our transit system safe, I believe his exact words were, there's nobody better than you to uh, to handle that. He said, and he went out of his way to see he's much better than uh, John Chell. So uh, <laughs> that was great. Joe's got to chime in, Chief. Hold I have on. to jump in because I was in the car with my parents and I put the Chief on the line with my father and mother. We took the subway from the Upper East Side down to the World Trade Center today for my dad to go to a doctor and we felt completely safe and we saw police all over in the subway. So we thank you for that. Joan, thank you. It was nice, uh, nice talking to your mom and dad. Very, very nice. And what an intro with Frank Sedio and Joan, all the compliments. And look, Frank Sedio is a smart, smart man. Believe everything he says. Well, <laughs> especially the John Shell part, right? No, so, he's a good man. Good, good man. You know, he uh, strong connections to Brooklyn and the NYPD, and he's a good, good man, well-respected. Well, honestly, I have Frank Sedio on quite often because he's been around forever as a, as a cop, you know, as a lawyer, as yep. a judge, as a politician. He's really done it all and seen it all. And, you know, his heart is in the right place. He is one of the most selfless, generous uh, public servants that, that I I, that I know and, and that I could speak of, and I'm so proud to call him a friend of mine and a friend of the Author Idala Power Hour. So, Chief Kemper, um, I haven't read the whole bill, but I've read excerpts of it. And, you know, your your team down in the subway, they have so much contact, uh, God bless them, with the public. And what is your understanding of is if this bill that the, the mayor has already vetoed if it gets that veto gets overridden, what will be the obligation of your um, officers who are in the subway, who interact with uh, citizens on a on a non 
you know, criminal matter. If they just come over to him and say, hey, officer, can I ask you a question? I want to do X, Y, and Z, and can you help me with this or help me with that? What are the obligations of your officers? Yeah, so so first off, let me say this. The way this bill is written, um, the mayor and our police commissioner have been very, very clear. They don't support it. Um, and you got to understand why when I give you an example of what our cops are going to be up against and how it's going to affect people's lives, really public safety and uh, relationships that we uh, that we spent years building. So let me give you an example of how, how this bill is written. So, and I use this example all the time because people can relate to it, and this is uh, not uncommon. We're looking for a missing child, uh, a 10-year-old uh, child. Um, we have a cop that goes onto a train. There's 20 people on the train, and they showed a picture to the 20 people, and they say, hey, does any, did anyone see this child? All 20 of them look at the uh, picture. Half of them say no. Half of them say uh, maybe. Whatever their response is, it doesn't matter. Once that conversation is over, that cop, he or she has to stop what they're doing and collect information from everyone that he, he or she just spoke to, so all 20, such as their names, where do they live, their gender, um, th th their races, uh, how do they identify, and then they have to take this information and input it into their phones, into some uh, a database, if you will, and then they have to make a secondary uh, activity log memo book entry in relation to the stop so you know could you imagine um the time that's wasted uh collecting this information like like what what service uh you know what good is this service wouldn't their time be better spent looking for the child and could you imagine if you're a parent of a missing child and the cops are doing paperwork when they should be looking for your child and just think of how 20 people if they talk to just in that one train car you know, I'm, I'm going to be fair, Arthur, a few minutes a person, you know, do the math. We're looking at an hour's worth of wasted time right there. And just think about, you know, the relationships, asking cops, asking people their names, their, you know, personal information, what race they are. You know, that could turn into. Yeah, I mean, as uh, it is, you know, Chief, I mean, you know, as it is, there's a uh, adversity to speaking to cops and things like that in certain neighborhoods and like, look, I didn't do anything wrong. What do you need my name and number for? You're asking me if I if I saw someone. I didn't see anyone. You know, why am I giving it to you? Um, it does what, not. Yeah, it's all about community. I mean, what I hear is that for years we're trying to build a relationship, a positive relationship between police officers and the community. That's what the Rafael Ramos Foundation is all about, starting with young kids. I don't think this really, uh, you know, scratches that itch. What what service? What good service is this serving? Listen, we can apply that example into into just about everything cops do. Last week we spoke about a guy that was stabbing people unprovoked. Imagine showing pictures or just just asking someone out there. Just listen to how insane this is. Hey, did you hear what happened? Um, do you know anything that happened? Hey, do you know what this person uh, the, the person this picture was showing you? Do we know who you who he is? We have to stop, collect information, and prepare reports instead of looking for this person uh, and trying to stop the threat. Just think about, like, again, when we say this could be a danger to the public, I mean, there's, there's the example right there. Our cops should be focused on the task at hand uh, and whatever that is at the time, whether they're looking for a missing child, like the example I gave you, or looking for someone that's stabbing people unprovoked. And listen, we could apply this to just about everything cops do. It's a waste of time, Arthur. Come on. So, Chief, I got a one-minute commercial I got to do here, one-minute break, and then I want to bring you back on. You got enough time for me, or you got to go out drinking or something? 
<laughs> anything for you. Anything. For All you. right. Just hold on a minute, folks. We're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to end the show with uh, Chief Mike Kemper. He is the man who keeps us safe on the subways. I want to talk to him a little bit about uh, crime stats in 2023 versus what's going on, what's gone on in the past, and what his vision is for uh, the new year. Because if this congestion pricing thing really happens, then more people are supposed to be riding the subway. And look, you, you, the, the mayor said yesterday, we played the clip, you know, you need to feel safe down there. So stay tuned. We're going to come back with Chief Mike Kemper. Don't go away. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition this summer? Then join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, along with my wife, Katie, and our special guests on the Patriots Alaska Cruise. We'll unpack the trends and influences shaping our world today while sailing the pristine coast of Alaska over Fourth of July weekend. Learn more at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in spirited discussions and thought-provoking lectures with like-minded patients. Patriots. Seven action-packed days will chart a course through a bright American future, all while surrounded by Alaska's rustic and natural wonders. You'll experience powerful creation immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords. Mark your calendars June 29th to July 6th. Secure your cabin today by calling 855-565-5519 or online at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Bay Ridge Honda on 88th Street and 4th Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. That's where you could buy two of the cars, two of the 10 cars on Car and Drivers, 10 best list, the Honda Accord and the Honda Civic. And I know the uh, 10 best list is coming out for the SUVs, and I would not be surprised if I see the HRV or the CRV on that list or well, or that big passport. I uh, I have known the Sabah family since, I don't know, since Muffin was a kitten. Although Muffin's long gone now. Um, it is a family-owned and operated entity for 60 years. Six decades. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's actually over 60 years. So what I would like you to do is do some research. You'll figure out on your own that Honda products are absolutely superior. And you'll also find out that the best place to buy a Honda is Bay Ridge Honda. So don't delay Visit Bay Ridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I love when Chief Kemper's on. This is Arthur Idala on the Idala Power Hour, 653 on Thursday, January the 25th. Because, I, I mean, I grew up with this album, baby. It was the second semester of sophomore year, 1987. SUNY purchased me, Noah Broadbar, Chris Glenn, and it was a great, great time. I drank Brass Monkey. My, Chief Mike Kemper, did you ever drink Brass Monkey? Never in my life. It's you're not missing anything, my man. You are not missing anything. I think it's like orange juice, cream, and some kind of nasty liquor, all pre-mixed in a bottle. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Chief, but so I I, I'm in the car. Matt's on his game. I'm bopping in the car. And <laughs> listen, before I start, if if I forget, I'm going to get in big trouble. You you know, since I've been on your show, you you got a a, a new fan, an avid listener, and that's my dad. So a big oh. shout out to. 
who's probably listening right now. And just so you know, he's a retired New York City cop, Brooklyn Braun, Brooklyn bred. What's his first name? David Kemper. All right. Well, David Kemper, I am going to tell you one thing. As great as your son is, and as much as we love him, and everything he does for the city, and I will use the word great. Frank Setio used it already. Remember one thing, David, when he gets too big for his bridges. It takes greatness to make greatness. So without right. you and his mom, you know, he's just another schmuck. But because he's got these great parents, they elevated Chief Kemper. And who's the beneficiary? The citizens of the city of New York. So, Chief, some people who didn't listen to your last appearance, how did we do on the subways uh, regarding crime and the reduction of crime? Only the subways. I'm going to keep you in your, your realm of, of specialization in 2023. Mm-hmm. So 2023, I, I, I like to say it was a year of progress. So many investments were made into public safety and subway safety and those investments, you know, they pay dividends. And uh, we ended the year uh, down uh, 60 less major index crimes in, in the subway system, which is a good thing. You know, it's encouraging, obviously. A lot of hard work went into that. And, Arthur, I talk about this all the time. You could have the best plans in the world, and, and trust me, me and my team create amazing plans. And all the funding and all the support, but without the cops getting the job done, the men and women in the NYPD, nothing is going to be accomplished. And, you know, I, I see it every single day, what they're up against, just how challenging, how dangerous, you know, and what they're up against and what they accomplish. And I got to tell you something, it's, I'm very, very proud to wear this uniform. Uh, and stand alongside uh, them and, t- and tell their story. So, look, crime is down. All enforcement was up. Arrests were up. Some were up. We spoke about fair evasion. I'll focus on fair evasion. And we're looking to take that momentum, uh, you know, into 2024, which, which, to be very upfront, has been a very challenging start. You know, the first three weeks of the year is challenging. We had some, you know, high-profile incidents in the subway system. We had that shooting homicide we discussed two weeks ago. And we had that uh, that guy that was stabbing people, and uh, we're up a little bit in crime. But look, we're only a few weeks into the year, and I'm I'm pretty certain, I'm extremely confident that you know we'll stabilize things in short order. There you go, Chief Michael Kemper, son of the great David Kemper. Uh, Mike, what was your father's rank when he when he retired? So my dad was a police officer. Never never got promoted. I, I got to mention my mom, Florence, because she's probably listening. She's going to get very upset and jealous. So oh, listen. It's all about the mother. We know this. So your dad had a lot of stripes on his sleeves, huh? Yeah, no, he yeah, he, he was a cop. He worked in the six three three six. Yeah, but don't, don't you get that little slash for every five years? Yeah, you get every five years is a slash. He uh, he was a police officer, and he retired as a police officer. And I think it's because of him. It was in my blood, and I wanted to be a cop since I was a child. I was fascinated with you know hearing his stories and visiting him at work. And uh, my dream, honestly, Arthur, my dream as a kid. Well, Mike Kemper, your dream came true because it's the end of the show. Florence and David, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Chief Kemper. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.